Welcome to the Technology Lab, presented by CPA Practice Advisor, with your hosts, Randy Johnston and Brian Tankersley. Well, good day and welcome to the Technology Lab. I'm Randy Johnston with co-host Brian Tankersley, and we hope we're not going to spoil your day because we're going to talk about security risks in the new world with you. And there have been so many new threat vectors that we thought it was time to revisit this topic. And frankly, uh, every day is a new day when it comes to security because the bad actors continue to get better quicker than the good actors can defend us. So one of the major uh, items that we want to make sure you're aware of is that your password manager may be at risk. Now, we are fans of password managers, but we've always been concerned that it concentrates all of your user IDs and passwords in one place, and it makes it a high-profile target for the bad actors, just like the old adage about, you know, why do we rob banks? It's because that's where the money is. Uh, It's the same type of deal here. And unfortunately, one of our favorite password managers, LastPass, was severely compromised. Even in the week prior to our recording of this session, uh, new keys and new compromises were published in these areas. So we still think it's wise to use password managers, but both Brian and I have migrated away from LastPass, which we'd recommended for probably a decade or more, to a Bitwarden as our primary uh, provider. There's other good products out there like KeePass, but really what got me started on thinking about this topic and why I asked Brian if we could cover security is he and I also just completed a, uh, a security grid at the request of Lysio. And we thought that their insights on that were actually important. So, in any case, Brian, let's just kind of start with that password manager. Uh, yeah, I don't know what else you want to add to what I've already said, but you know, I would just suggest that um, you know, Randy, I think I think we all understand that everybody can have a bad day, and if you've got enough redundancy built in, uh, you don't have to lose confidence necessarily in somebody that has a bad day. Okay, you know, an example might be. You know, if the whole industry gets hit with ransomware, like happened in 2019, you don't have to automatically lose confidence in your in your particular provider because it may have happened to just about everybody else. Okay. However, when you have um, increasing depth of 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 uh, of hacking and increasing scope of hacking and uh, increasingly uh, sec- increasingly um, I guess I guess just reporting that appears to sh- say that the thing actually was compromised uh, well beyond what's been reported as happened with LastPass. Uh, I just lost confidence in them. Okay, yeah. I, I, I said, you know, look, I, I'm I'm willing to give you a pass, and I'll give you two passes. Okay. But when we start getting to the third, fourth, fifth, fifth problem here, that's that's substantial, uh, then it's it's time for me to go, kids. You yeah, know, I, I, you I, know I just, Brian, that that kind of goes back to your old rule on the home hardware too. You know, part of the reason that we adamantly oppose buying your wireless routers at uh, mass merchandisers is those products are almost always compromised and and oftentimes shipped with compromises in it and you know we've watched 
these hardware vendors have two, three, four compromises. And it's the same story, you know, um, uh, going back to your old phrase on this, life's too short for, you know, cheap ice cream and, and bad meat, right? It's, yeah. I, I mean, I, I think if you're talking about, if we're talking about hardware, you know, there may be some devices that are good from some of those providers that sell inside the mass merchants. Okay. But there have been so many that have been so bad for so long. We have developed through, through empirical observation and experience, um, a, a um, strategy of we just don't use the home hardware there. Now, that means that your hardware costs two and a half to three times more uh, for comparable features, uh, but you're also getting 24 by 7 support. You're getting patch updates. You're getting additional features that you don't have before. So instead of having, you know, a two or $300 router like you might have in your home, I have a $1,000 router in a SonicWall TZ300W, which, by the way, I'll be replacing with a TZ4 or something. Um, at, you know, at the point that the subscription runs out on it. So I want to, I mentioned that to you here because when we're talking about security, in so many cases, you may be okay with something, okay? Uh, just like I might could walk from the Peabody to Beale Street and back in downtown Memphis at two in the morning and be okay. But I also might not be okay. And so we have to, we have to just kind of acknowledge that. Yeah. And so, you know, uh, one of the uh, key numbers that we've talked about is, uh, you know, the Department of Homeland Security's backup strategy. We've done that in another technology lab talking about the three, two, one type of approach. And the idea there is that, you know, you've got uh three copies of the data with at least, uh, you know, two different medias with one offsite, three, two, one. And backup is critical to recovery. But uh, CrowdStrike, a very popular software product that does protection at large scale, uh, promotes a model that they call the 11060 uh, model. And they basically have uh, statistics that show that on the average, it's one hour and 58 minutes from an intruder to jump from where they compromised your systems to the network and other devices. And so because of that, they believe that you have to detect a breach within a minute. You have to figure out your response in 10 minutes and you have to cure it all within 60 minutes. Well, that's a pretty tall order for those of us that are just trying to do accounting work. Uh, you know, we hope our IT providers or our IT teams are taking care of that. But the the window to respond is very, very short. And we're more concerned now than we have been maybe, um, I'm more concerned now than I've, I've been in maybe any other time because unique exploits are being written by the new generative AI tools. And even though the tools are not supposed to allow hackers to write bad software, they've already figured out how to game the, this software to write small chunks of code and then put the code together and have a unique new attack. And these attacks are going after the money. That's they, this, is, this is serious about money. It's not just identity theft, but it's, it's really at that, that level. And so as accounting professionals, where we're, we have a fiduciary responsibility to protect client data 
And frankly, you probably just want to protect your own data. What you going to do? So this has really gotten to the level of ghostbusters in my mind. Who are you going to call? Yeah. And, and when we, again, when you, when you think about this now, this is one of the, re, you know, again, I, you can't ever engineer all the risk out of a situation, but when you hear us talk about things like uh, we think you need to have, um, you know, when we're recommending that small IT shops, maybe look at hosting instead of running things internally or, or other things like that. Part of the, one of the reasons we're doing that is we're start we're seeing more and more problems in here. Um, and the smaller and mid-sized firms are the ones that are effectively the soft underbelly to the profession. And in many ways, the soft underbelly to the, um, to the U.S. financial system um, is, is really small accounting firms and small law firms uh, because uh, they don't have the resources to compete with enterprises and the bad guys are hacking enterprises all the time. And so we just have to, um, we have to realize that we are going to be outmanned and outgunned and, and outresourced in many cases by the bad guys. And so one of the ways to get higher scale again is to go to a hosted model or again, uh, increase that security substantially. And, and unfortunately, you, you, it's, it's just a whole lot easier to do that at scale than it is to do it um, at a local one-off installation. Yeah. And, you know, through the years, we've also talked about the onion methodology. It's really about layers of protection. And if you say, you know, I, I, I want to maintain my own systems, well, then we're going to want you to have layers. We're going to want a firewall. We're going to want, uh, you know, different antivirus at the firewall and at the desktop. And we're going to want anti-malware protection. And we're going to want uh, endpoint uh, you know, EDR tools and we're going to, and the layers are just going to have to continue to get more, not to mention that, uh, as we've discussed many times in the past, the compromise is often just a single user and, you know, they just fall for something. And with the new social engineering attacks becoming exceptionally good, because again, you can use generative AI to write pretty interesting attacks, uh, some of these will become so hard to discern that they're faults that your users will naturally fall into uh, issues around it. Now, is it perfect? No. But is it enough that, uh, remember, all we have to do is just get one person to make a mistake and your firm is compromised? And frankly, Brian, one of the issues is that the compromises often uh, now are compromising the hosting companies at the same time. So it's another reason why the hosting companies have to have a response that's quick because any one user can compromise their hosting infrastructure. But if I've got tens of thousands of seats, I can afford to have first-class engineers in you know working 24 by 7 by 365 i can afford to implement at scale methodologies like red canary and, or tools like red canary and um, carbon black and uh, crowdstrike uh, that you can't touch you know you, you know just getting those three to work and play well with each other is a real challenge um, and you can't really touch those at a small installation um, the way you really want to to make to make this stuff work again that that 11060 goal 
is going to be impossible if you're doing that yourself. And it's going to even, it's going to be quite difficult, honestly, for your hosting company, but at least they have the resources and the scale to do it effectively and the skills to do it effectively. Yeah. And one other thing at the risk of uh, insulting our listeners is uh, we have been amazed through the years at how professionals will buy fancy cars and won't spend dollars on security. And this is true not only of accountants, but of lawyers and of physicians, just to name three groups of professionals, because they want to take the money home. And so it is common that for IT and security, that underspending is common. Now, that may not be you, but across the the professions, that seems to be the case. And honestly, uh, the only uh, industries that have, have actually historically spent reasonably well on this are the regulated industries like banking, right, where they had to do it. And, you know, that I think has led to the, you know, IRS 5293-4557, 5708-1315 type of approaches where all uh, tax preparers with a P-10 have to have a security plan. And, of course, now that the FTC safeguard rule is enforced as of June 9th of 2023, the numbers in the fines are pretty big at about $100,000 per incident and $10,000 per partner. And those numbers, I, I think there's going to be enough enforcement that maybe that'll get a few people's attention. And I'm going to caution you here that um, that some of you may have been skating away and saying you were doing those things and not doing them. And that may work for you until you have a problem. And when you have a problem, you can, you can take a, a small problem and make it into something that threatens the existence of your firm and your ability to continue as a member of this profession that we're part of. Uh, so, you know, I, I just want to warn you here that, uh, you know, I, I do this session again called Ripped from the Headlines, where we talk about nightmare scenarios and frauds and all kinds of things like that that actually occurred. And I would just suggest to you here that I think in a future rip from the headlines, we're going to be talking about somebody that didn't make a plan and gets nailed to a tree and loses their house and gets to wear an orange jumpsuit and mow lawns at club fed for a few years as their job, instead of continuing in our, in our profession. Um, I don't know when that's going to happen, but when it happens, it's going to be a disaster for whoever it happens to. And I don't want it to be any of you. Yeah, I appreciate that. Because it will happen. It will, it absolutely will happen. So Brian, that was probably the next thing I wanted to ask about. And I know our time is, is getting close here, but were there any significant learnings that you had in writing rip from the headlines this year? Because I know you do hours and hours and weeks and weeks of research to be able to generate a hundred minute CPE session. So there's probably a lot of things you don't include, but there's probably significant things you learned. Can you give us? I, I would. I, I would suggest to you that um, I actually went through, and it was my goal. So when I started out, ripped from the headlines, I was going to write about um, the whole, um, the whole scenario with crypto this year and FTX and, and what happened there. And as I dug into it, I realized that it was just a garden variety, you know, place where you had, you had fiduciaries that didn't have adequate controls and went amok. 
Um, so I'm going to suggest to you that that's, that's what happened there. And they got away with it until they didn't. Okay. Um, and I'm going to, so I'll suggest to you here that, um, I, I think that security is one of those things like losing weight and exercising and eating right and other things like that, where, where it's something where the benefits are long-term and long-lasting. Uh, but just like heart disease kind of sneaks up on people sometimes and, and all kinds of other diabetes and other illnesses sneak up on people sometimes when they're not paying attention, um, you know, not following good security practices and setting that example for all of your employees and not drilling home the, crit the critical nature of this just increases, in my mind, exponentially the likelihood that you're going to have some kind of hack by a zero-day vulnerability that exists because uh, somebody's got a problem in a piece of software that nobody else knows about and your people clicked on a link or you know, again, just did something. And even though those people don't have access to do anything to that box, because it's a zero day vulnerability that maybe has a privilege escalation in it, uh, suddenly now that person is, is a super user on your system, uh, just by virtue of somebody clicking on a link. And, and so again, it's, it's, it's kind of like the, you know, kind of like, you know, what I, I said with Memphis and going between the Peabody and Beale Street, okay? I'm taking an Uber or a cab every single time, even though it's five or six blocks, uh, because, um, because I'll be honest with you, I've heard about so many people who have been assaulted through there because that's the trip all the tourists make. And again, just like with John Dillinger, it's because that's where the money is. Yeah. Well, we have so many more security topics that we could talk about, but we wanted to remind you today that the new world where AI is assisting the bad actors, where the uh, attacks are becoming more sophisticated, they're becoming more frequent, the social engineering is stepped up, the traditional tools that we've used like uh, password managers. And another one we didn't talk about today was, you know, multi-factor authentications being compromised and things like fingerprints and facial recognitions being compromised. The, the attacks are just myriad. So I would just go back to one of my favorite analogies that I use. It's like Top Gun. We've got bogeys coming in from every direction and we're fully defensive. And the problem is, we just are not taking enough time to be prepared for the battle. And we are encouraging you to do that. And unlike in Top Gun, where there's a feedback loop, where you have radar and other things to tell you the bad guys are out there, in security, your feedback loop is awful. And so you don't know that there's a problem until there's been a problem for years. And so we really have to be vigilant at all times. Yeah. Well, we, we don't want to sound like Debbie Downers, but uh, you, it is a serious problem. And we wanted to remind you, take some time, think about your security, improve it, spend a little money, spend a little time on it. Until another time that we get to spend with you, this is the Technology Lab. I'm Randy Johnston signing off with my cohort, Brian Tankersley. Be safe. Thank you for sharing your time with us. We'll be back next week with a new edition of the Technology Lab, brought to you by CPA Practice Advisor.